Welcome to Season 4 of the Talking Lead AK Corner. Proudly presented by Citri R. <laughs> we are live. This is Talking Lead's AK Corner Showdown. Tonight, in the right corner, we have the AR-15, the beast from America, the right arm of the free world. And in the left corner, the commie crusader, the AK-47. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome in, live audience. This is our first AK Corner live edition. This is the season finale of talking about AK Corner. Thanks for everybody for tuning in and joining us. And what better way to have a season finale than with the good old Duke out between the AK-47 and the ever-lovable and laughable AR-15. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid. That, that, that's cool, man. We, we, I can end this argument in 30 seconds right now, but I'm going to wait. because I'm going to wait because like this is going to take two hours to, to battle <laughs> this out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to... I'm going to have to file a protest. I think moderator is biased. <laughs> Just wait. It gets worse. <laughs> uh, this is our third year of doing the AK versus AR edition. This is our fifth year of the AK Corner, season five. We started doing this about three years ago, and as I stated earlier, Nick and Garth were on that very first battle that we had. Uh the AR-15 versus the AK. Uh, we also had uh, James Bialzak. Remember James with the uh, Factory 47? Uh, Drew, were you on that one? Were you on the very first one? I'm sure I was. I think you probably – I think you've been a part of, of all of them too. Uh, Brian Keeney with Occam Defense was on that one. And um, uh, Curtis Halstrom. Curtis Halstrom, you guys know Curtis with uh, VSO Gun Channel. Join us for that one. And then uh, the next year, uh, we had Paul. We had Ken Allen with Ken Allen Training. Weren't you on uh, – didn't you do that one, Paul? Mm -mm. I thought you did that one. No, this is the first one. This is your first AK versus AR. But you've been on a lot of the AK corners this year and yep. previous years. Brian Kenny was on that one. Um, Nick Dooley doesn't. Uh, it wasn't represented with Garth on that one. Garth, uh, he snowballed you on that one. I mean, what happened? Well, and I was in a deployed location at that time. but Oh, but you even did it. I mean, you even found the time to do it while you were deployed. So. And I just suck, so sorry. <laughs> so this is our, our season three. And joining us for season three, we're going to go around the horn here. I'm just going to let everybody introduce yourself to our our live streaming audience, and then of course to the leadheads. Leadhead knows the leadhead brigade knows most of you guys. So, let's start with Drew. All right, um, Andrew. I'm with uh, Century Arms. Um, besides Century Arms, though, I am an AK nerd for life. I got my first AK at 12. Been shooting them most of my life. I have a pretty decent collection of them. Um, definitely enjoy shooting AKs over ARs. Just for example, I didn't get my first AR until I was in my 30s. Um, but I do, I shoot them in competition. I've shot them in three gun. Um, and then of course I just like, like having them, um, got a lot of different versions. 
Um, but yeah, AKs, odd way better than ARs. I don't even know why we need to do this episode, but it gives you know the AR-15 <laughs> podcast guys something to do. Now, I will mention this too. Uh, Century Arms has made this this episode possible, and uh, we greatly thank Drew and and we're going to introduce his new partner down there from Century Arms. I think everybody knows the face, but we're going to let him go last. So we're saving the best for last. Um, uh, Nick, introduce, introduce yourself and your crew, Team Team AR. So my name is Nick Dooley. I'm the host of the AR-15 podcast. Um, I, you know, I I own an AK, but it's because it's a preferred weapon of our enemies. And uh, if Gunnery Sergeant Highway taught me anything, it was that it makes a distinctive sound when fired, so I needed to learn how to do that. Heartbreak Ridge. Correct. By the way. And uh, I uh, shoot the AR in competition. I you know, shoot competitively both civilian side and for the South Dakota Army National Guard. I'm on the competitive marksmanship team and uh, do training on M16s and stuff for my military gig as well as part of my civilian job. So... And if you ever That's need voiceover work, he's got the voice for it. So give him a yes, call. Yes, it's a, it's a face for radio and a voice for sign language. <laughs> <laughs> and then joined with me tonight, I have my co-host, Garth Hofer. Yeah, I am the co-host of the AR-15 podcast. I am the least qualified to be here by any means. I am a uh, fifth-generation farmer from the middle of South Dakota. Uh, three young competitors well. And are a basic pistol instructor, you know, because you got to have that qualification for God knows what reason. So I'm here to hang out and talk all things AR-15. Got my first AR-15 years ago. Been shooting ever since. Uh, I don't know why we talk about the Tommy rifle, but I guess these guys want to waste their breath. They can waste their breath all day long. That's fine. What's your local 59 patch you got there? Uh, so I'm a local volunteer fire, uh, firefighter for my uh, community of 600 people here. So. Our, uh, our new saying is we serve 1,072 square miles of God's country out here, keeping everyone safe. So, yeah, I like very it. proud to be a firefighter here. Welcome in, guys, and uh, you're brave for coming in. The AK Corner representing team, Team AR. i got to give you, you know, five points right off the bat just for that. <laughs> you're five points up going into this. <laughs> like I said, bias. Uh <laughs> Right, so, so let's let's go to that next voice there, Marco Vordaviv. Marco has been my ho my co-host uh, pretty much this entire season, season five. And if you guys are just tuning in, you've not listened to the AK Corner, you want to go because Marco is the definitive source and voice for all things AK history, uh, mechanics, science, everything. He's the man. Uh, and Marco has this book, this awesome book right here, uh, that you guys can get on Amazon. And we'll talk more about this as the episode goes on. So, Marco, welcome back. Thank you for joining oh, us. Glad to be, glad to be back. And of course, I've been preparing ever since you told me that I'm going to be participating in AK versus AR. I was like, I mean, do we even have to do this? Uh, I mean, it's kind of below me skill wise. That is. <laughs> right so but uh you know i like both it's like a children in the family you know you, i like the both platforms but one has to be the red-headed stepchild and that's ar that's the mini 14. oh uh, <laughs> i agree with that. oh man 
is the master debater uh, <laughs> when it comes to this this topic. And also, Paul Markle joining us from Student of the Gun has has been on many episodes of the Talking Lead AK Corner, and uh, Paul has has jumped sides for this episode. He is how could he is you, Paul? AR. How could you? I was drafted. <laughs> and I was drafted. Are going to explain why? Why? Yeah. He's you want me to right. explain why? Well, I mean, yeah. you're holding it right there. So. Yeah. Well. So yeah, we uh, we launched the Student of the Gun collaboration with Spikes Tactical this year. This is the uh, Lexington and Concord rifle. It is an instrument of liberty, and there is nothing flash on this. There's nothing competition on this. This is designed to be a fighting tool. It's designed to be an instrument of liberty for a citizen. So uh, yeah, if you would li like one, you can have one too, just like this. Cool. Real question. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. It's it, is it still muzzle loaded? <laughs> yeah, you know they actually. You know, during the '90s, they made muzzle loading adapters for ARs. They did. I did not know that. Oh yes, they made. They did. But you could swap out the upper. Yeah. That was right. That was right up there with the crossbow, the yes. AR-15 crossbow. Did that exist? Is that a real thing? Oh, yes, Garth, yeah. Oh, yeah. Garth oh, wait, is going to go get the, his. Yes, the ones where you could you could pop the top and put the the upper yep. on. Yes, I remember those. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Or does that kind of I kind of doubt it. You mean this right here? It absolutely is a thing. Well, right here. The, the AR-15 cross. Is, is that a dedicated lower? No. Yes, it's a dedicated yes, it lower for an AR-15 crossbow. Yes. <laughs> That's nuts. Told you. That is nuts. You can't do that with an AK. Yeah, but it's a hell of a thing when the development of the gun is driven by the Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't they all at these, these days? Well, I'm not going to get into it yet because we still have one guest to bring in. <laughs> yeah, we still got to bring save, save our debate. The debate's started. So uh our our new new guy new guy new guy to the ak corner not new to the talking lead podcast by any means ladies and gentlemen citri arms newest latest and greatest additions chad enos ladies and gentlemen big hand Yay. Yay. chad i'm just here for the ap5s yes <laughs> isn't that your new love now the ap5 my new what? Is that your new love? Oh man, they're so much fun. It looks like you're having fun with those. They're all fun. I just never, I'd never fired one until last weekend. Really, all those times at the range days with it right mm -hmm. next to you. And you Marty, some of us have to work at range days, and we didn't get to, we don't get to run around and shoot all the stuff. Oh, that's some bullshit. I've seen you guys run around and do stuff. <laughs> I've seen it. You've done it. Don't lie. It's good to be oh, here. Oh, wait. That's just Adam that does that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now you got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Adam, he's like he's in uh he's out in LA right now, walking up and down the boardwalk, like enjoying the West Coast weather. In eating, LA. Probably, eating good sushi, probably. 
Thanks, boss. <laughs> hey, I'm Adam with Canic USA, here talking about an exciting new addition to the Canic Firearms line, the Canic Mete Pro Series. Each Canic Mete model will now feature a pro version as well as a standard configuration, meaning you get all the amazing features that come with the Mete line along with some serious upgrades. These upgrades start with an instantly noticeable feature in the new aggressive slide cuts, which not only look cool, but allow for easier manipulation of the firearm. Next is the chrome-plated, fluted, one half by 28 threaded barrel. The Pro Series also features tritium front sights and blacked out rear sights. Finally, the world-famous Canic Trigger is now a polymer 90-degree design. The first two available versions of the Pro Series will be the Canic Mete SFX and the Canic Mete SFT. But as I mentioned before, there's much more coming soon. Thanks for watching, and you can find out more about the Pro Series and all Canic products at CanicArms.com and CanicUSA.com. And don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can be informed of all the latest Canic news. And as always, Stay safe and stay tuned. So there's our panel of experts for this, this grand debate that we're getting ready to have, the AK versus AR. Are we going to settle it this episode? Probably not. But I think we might we might have a clear maybe winner for the episode by the by the time it ends. Uh, how are we looking on our live? We got we got live people. Anybody asking questions? Anybody doing anything? Uh, we don't have any questions yet, but we do have people watching live. Um, the only thing I can't see is your rumble, if there's any comments on that. Well, I can't pull it up, apparently, because it causes an echo. So uh, We can pull it. try to pull it up now. I think I fixed that issue. You think so, you did? Yep. That's what she find said. Find out. Yeah, well, there's one way to find out. And... F around and find out, right? Yes. And... Did I do it on the app, or do I do it on the... The website. Either one, whatever you want to do, so you might have access to seeing it. Okay, well, let's just see. Real quick, if anybody's joining us on Rumble, welcome in. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, it looks like it's it's doing something on there. I see yeah, us. There, we're there. I see I us on there. If there's any comments coming through or not? Looks like there's one comment. It probably says your audio sucks. Uh. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going. We're, we're going to keep it going there. Uh, so, guys, welcome in. Thank everybody uh, for joining us for this. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate our panel for joining us. And as always, with the Talking Lead podcast, you participate, you listen, and you win on this podcast. And for this episode, we're going to have four winners. And we've got a special set of magazines, which... We don't have them handy just yet, but we do have, if I could share my screen again, um, hit present, right? Yep. And this is this is all new technology to me here, so thank you to to Nick for setting this up. and, and Oh, don't make me sound smart. <laughs> I'm ham-fisting my way through all this, so. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> all right, so I hit this button right here. And I hit that button right there, and boom. Now, is that up? You see yes. that? All right. So thanks to Century Arms and U.S. Palm for providing the AK magazines and Mission First Tactical for printing these for us. So two lucky winners are going to get sets 
of AK mags, and we don't have the designs com completed yet, as you can see on this, but we're working on them. And the one on the left here for the GI Joe. So you're going to get Cobra and GI Joe magazines. So 30 round AR magazine for Mission First Tactical and a 30 round AK magazine, US Palm from Century Arms. So aren't those cool? That could be a possible design that we do there too. I, I like that one. You like that one better? Yeah. Yeah. You going you going with the okay. So that might okay. be the one then if that's what the OD likes. one looks good. Yeah. And then you like the one on the left for the G.I. Joe. What about the audience out there? Are they voting on this? Let them vote on it. Which one they like best? You like the red and blue G.I. Joe? I mean, this one's really out of the running, the one on the right. Let's just that's way too I, fancy. I think, I think there's only one option there, and that's the the old red and blue. Yeah. And then for the, the Cobra, we got the olive drab with the Cobra logo or the gray with the red Cobra logo on there. We might throw a little Python Patrol colors in there, too. I don't know if you're a big G.I. Joe fan. You know what the Python Patrol is. All right, so two lucky participants are going to get that. We'll pick a winner uh, from our live audience, and we'll pick uh, a winner from our Instagram post. So every episode, we make a post on Instagram asking for your questions uh, for our episode that we do, and then we pick winners from that. And then we're also going to be giving away a dump tray. Here it is. An AK corner dump tray from Mission First Tactical that will have the Talking Lead AK corner logo and the Sentry Arms logo on there. Pretty cool. Very nice. And then one winner will get a SEAL 1 complete gun care uh, lube package. It's going to have the paste. It'll have the liquid. It'll have all the pads, all the scrubbers, uh, everything that you need to keep your your dirty old ARs clean and running. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. For the, for the for the AK listeners, you're gonna get a 50 gallon drum of diesel. <laughs> Cosmoline, yeah. Because they're gonna they're gonna Cosmoline that shit up. All right, so let's get into this. Let's start this 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 big debate here. And so our two teams, again, for those who are just tuning in, we've got Team AR, Team AK. Team AR is Nick, Garth, and Paul. And then Team AK, Drew, Marco, and the newbie, Chad. Welcome yeah. in, Chad. Did we say welcome in? We're, we're so, glad you're uh, where you're at these days at Century Arms. So Awesome. There we go. Now we're like Brady Bunch there. There we go. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm getting everything. I'm He's getting trying to Brady around. Bunch us up here. We're... All right. So team, we flipped a coin prior to, and Team AR won the toss. So the first question is going to go to Team AR, and you guys can designate who you want to answer this question. Uh, but we're just going to go through, and we're just going to kind of hit some, some high-level topics. Um. And I think everybody listening probably knows the history of the AR and the AK. And if you don't, you can go back to our prior episodes uh, on the AK Corner. And then you can go to the AR-15 podcast. I'm sure you guys have some great uh, episodes where you talk about the history of the, the Eugene Stoner M16 AR-15. 
Yes or no? We sure do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. We we definitely do. We have uh, going all the way back to the history when uh, we actually talked about, you know, they made a comment about it being from Hollywood, or Marco made a comment about Hollywood earlier, and uh, the AR was actually invented in Hollywood. In, in North Hollywood was where Armalite had their factory and shops. So not like like Hollywood movie, but actual this the town of Hollywood. Yes. California. Interesting fact. I like that. In North Hollywood, which is even wilder. That's a that's an interesting place there. So if, if yeah, anyone's never been to North Hollywood, it has a reputation. You don't want to go there. Pretty sure AR. Well, some Armalite's people do there want anymore. to go there, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are called crackheads. <laughs> I don't think they had crack in the fifties, did they? No, nope, in fifty-six. Back in the fifties, everybody had a crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marco, everybody was cracking. That's <laughs> so. So yeah, the kind of you know runs down the spine. They're very very low. A lot of plumbers have them. So let's get into the 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 actual rounds. So let's start off with the M16, the AR round, and you guys sell me on your, your ammo there, the AR-15. Why would I want to use a 5.56 five, round? Paul, do you want to start? Uh, sure, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, to to be fair. fair the, uh, we, we had, the AR-15 had a lot of problems in the, in the get-go, and Part of that is because the United States Army decided that they were smarter than Gene Stoner and his design team. But was it, just, the, was it the Army or was it the politicians? Well, it, the Army, the, the Pentagon people are politicians. That's so they, they, they screwed up the ammo. But it's been 60-plus years, and we've got the ammo right. We've got it right. Uh, for those who uh, – now, we – We've got kind of a, a, a strange situation because you've got the uh, you've got the green tip, you know, everybody's M855 green tip, and it has a bad rep for just poking right through um, our enemies and and making a 22 caliber hole and just keep it on going. Well, the reason it came about was because we thought 30, 40 years ago that we were going to be fighting the Ruskies, and they wanted to be able to penetrate their armor. But uh, your your special forces guys started working with Black Hills back. In, actually, Black Hills Ammunition, I believe it was 1999, started developing uh, what became the Mark 262. And so by the time GWAT began, the Mark 262, the 77 grain, we used to call them ballistic or uh, uh, boat tail hollow points, and we can't do that anymore. So we call them OTMs. Yeah, that's funny. There was no OTM until recently, but uh, um, open tip match. Yeah, open tip match. It's it's not the hole in the nose is not for wounding; it's for ballistic stability, so the round goes straighter. What whatever floats your boat. Now they they are very very accurate. The uh, but they also produce tremendous wound cavities. Uh, the seventy seven grain Mark two six two. Produced incalculable casualties in Afghanistan and, and, and Iraq, and uh, I actually knew some uh, a guy who was ahead of a, an army sniper team, and 
they, I've told the story in print several times, but, uh, he said, uh, every time we'd shoot, every time we'd shoot an insurgent, uh, in, in, uh, Iraq, if they were still breathing, they would do the, you know, they would put them on a gurney and take them to the, you know, the army hospital. He said, so we had a guy that we popped with, uh, basically their M16 A4 plus or A5 or whatever you want to call it. The, you know, the souped up DM rifle. And he said, uh, they grabbed him and he, he was still breathing. So they put him on a, on a gurney and sent him in, uh, took him to the army hospital. And the, basically they let the doctors practice trauma on him. And, uh, the doctor came out afterwards and he's like, yeah, he, he, he died on the table. Uh, he said, but man, he, this is, he's talking to the sniper commander. He says, man, you can really tell when you guys shoot them versus when the other guys do. And he thought, the doctor thought that the patient had been shot with a 7.62 NATO. He was looking at a Mark 262 wound. And the reason he thought that was because what he typically would see from the, the standard, the legs, the infantry guys, is wounds from the, the green tip. Uh, the Mark 262 is probably right now, I would say, as far as the, the AR is concerned, or 5.56, is the pinnacle. You know, the, the Marine Corps has their own version. I can't remember the, the numerology on it, but it's like a 63-grain OTM. Um, but, yeah, the Mark 262 has brought the AR-15 up. It has elevated it tremendously. And I tell, and I tell people all the time, if you're going to use a, a rifle for a home defense tool, which you should, uh, you should be loading it with the good stuff, with the, the 77-grain OTM. One hundred percent. And yep. Paul, I'm going to say one thing. Uh, I'll throw myself up and hold, try and get my camera to focus on yep. this. Now, have you played much with these rounds? So that is M eight five five A one. A one. Yes, or as the they call it, the EPR enhanced performance round. Mm -hmm. So. What that round is, is it started officially, it's, oh, well, we had to do a bunch of things. What really happened is all of the European countries that we had military posts in said, you cannot use lead ammunition anymore. <clears throat> Germany. And uh, they couldn't use lead-based ammo. So the army had to come with a lead-free ammunition, or the military in general did. So what these are is still a 62 grain, but that is a solid, I want to say it's tungsten going through on the top where you look like that would be a ballistic tip. Instead of having the steel core penetrator like standard 855 did, that actually just is a chunk of tungsten wrapped in copper to keep the same bullet weight as the uh, 855. And it has a better ballistic coefficient and is devastating on soft tissue. And do they bury them in nuclear waste fields to get them uh, irradiated so they can use them? He didn't say <laughs> depleted uranium. <laughs> tungsten, Marty. Tungsten. Tungsten, not depleted <laughs> uranium. Um, I got a, I got a question for Team AR though. We're talking about this this open tip match, and I mean I think that stuff's great. Um, and it's it's awesome for your shooting Stone Age peoples wearing pajamas. What what does that OTM do when it comes up against some 
any type of soft or hard body armor. Okay. Well, you? funny thing, 855A1 is the standard. Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the OTM. I know what that's going to do. I know exactly what that's going to do. Yeah, well, Tim AK will wait for an answer. What's <laughs> <laughs> so that? That 77 gram OTM. What what happens when it comes up against any type of armor? I I don't know. Probably the same thing that what happens when a 762 by 39 ball hits armor. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think you guys sufficiently answered that. So now let's go to Team AK. <laughs> All right. Can, this can I, I'm just I'm just gonna add to the AR team here. I, I actually do have practical experience with both the uh, M80, the um, the green tape, and the new eight. What is it? Eight fifty five or whatever A one. The A one. Right. So I uh, a few years back, about four years back, I actually trained. Uh, uh, Bravo Company, which is a Michigan uh, full-time uh, National Guard unit. Yep. And uh, they just swapped to that said round. And their impression of that round was, and we got to shoot, of course, we got to shoot it at the uh, at the class. And the theme of the class was like, uh, Marco teaches how to shoot full auto. Uh, which I was stunned and almost freaking, uh, you know, my jaw hit the floor and thinking I'm, this is active military and they're not, uh, they're not versed, uh, they're not introducing the frontline soldiers to full automatic fire. But it, it's besides the point. Anyway, so their opinion of this round was that it was less accurate than uh, than the green team. And to the point where they're kind of like a, a sort of expressing their... A disappointment or even dislike for the new ammo i'm just i was going to say that that's it it's neither here or there but that's what but you felt the need and there you go so talk about the 762 by 39 right and we're so, just talking we're talking the basic rounds now we all know that there's other uh, calibers and you know we'll get into those a little bit later so so i'm going to start and then i let my teammates to uh, chime in Enough said. What do you do? Tell our, our listening audience what you do. You just held up. I just held up 223 or 556 versus the 762 by 39. Now, Paul, I'm going to have to go ahead and mention that uh, all of the, uh, um, I guess, former Soviet Union manufacturing uh, per Soviet standard, so-called ghost standard, all the jackets are steel jackets. Not a copper. Though it's a mild steel, it would still have a better penetration as if it would be, you know, performing against the copper jacketed rounds. Okay. I'll leave it to my teammates. They probably know a lot. Um, just speaking on uh, on standard military type issue, um, 760 by 39, if you're looking outside of, of Russia, you know, the Chaicom, some of the other um, Asian countries, a lot of that ammo is also pretty standard as steel core. Um, we have our 855 in the U.S., which is a steel tip. Um, the steel core 760 by 39, which, you, you know, I used to go buy it at gun shows. You know, you used to be able to buy it for $65 a thousand with steel core Chinese copper wash ammo. Um, it's out there. It's a lot. Um, that stuff will crack an engine block. Um, it'll it'll zoom through, not ceramic plates or the newer stuff, but any of the older stuff, it would pretty much clean its clock 
Um, so there's a lot of that out there um, as far as 760 by 39 goes. When we're talking about standard military issue rounds. Um, a lot of stuff out there is steel core. But Marco said the bimetal jackets um, are definitely a lot harder than a steel jacket. It's a little rougher on the barrels, but it also uh, definitely does does good work on the back end. One more argument towards the 762 by 39. And again, I'm going to show and tell. So um, for those of you who's looking. Daily. There you go. Concentrate on that. What does it say? I don't read Subsonic. English. Subsonic. Right? the camera so they can see it. <laughs> Subsonic, right? Subsonic, yeah. i never seen a 223 or 556 Subsonic. <clears throat> you guys want to retort? You guys want to take that one? Team AR? I just have so a question. I would, I would, yeah, go ahead, Chad. Chad. I just have a question. Uh, how many of us... How many of us would like to have, uh, or or just anybody watching? How many of you would like to have um, a seven six two thirty nine upper for your AR lower? Anybody raise your hand? And how many people would like to somehow have a five five six upper for their AK? I mean, nobody. So it'd be great if you could swap uppers on an AK. Yeah, but. Actually, there's a new right. model now being uh, introduced by uh, Concerned Kalashnikov that has the lower and upper thing. But I, I don't think it's yeah. going to go anywhere. It's just not very common to see a, a, an, a, an AK that's chambered in 5.56 NATO. It's becoming more. They're, it's they're out there. Well, it's pretty common. It, it was common in the, in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, we, you know... In the, I remember uh, being in the Marine Corps. There's a Chinese five five six from the nineties. Yeah, in eighty eight, and a guy trying to sell a five five six AK for five hundred bucks. Um. Yeah. Well, Marco, in your book, you talked about they're they're um, trying to westernize the AK to get Western sales by by chambering it for five five six. They they did. And um, so in the 90s, when they issued the uh, or introduced uh, 100 series AKs, they, you know, obviously there was AK-74M in 505. Then you got the AK-101 and AK-102, which is slightly shorter, kind of intermediate length. Uh, those two were chambered in 556. And uh, I believe they build a plant in Indonesia to... Uh, to make those guns for the Indonesian military in 5.56 caliber. And the idea was because the Soviet Union was kind of, well, it's already disappeared and uh, the economy was crumbling and stuff. So obviously the large uh, orders from the military non-existent. And uh, so they had to um, basically survive. And the idea was to create this line of uh, AK rifles that would appeal to newly um, inducted NATO countries that, uh, you know, that formerly uh, Warsaw Pact countries that like their AKs chambered in 5.56. And uh, I don't, it was largely, as far as 5.56, uh, the AKs are concerned, it was largely not very successful, other than the plant in Indonesia. But, um, other than that, there were no appreciable sales. Uh, 
However, um, Kalashnikov of USA, I think their latest uh, introduction or addition to the product line is in fact the AK-101 in 5.56. And I think that is actually driven by uh, the ammo availability and pricing. Pioneer has a 5.56 also. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I can comment on that too, right? Again, yeah, I can comment on that a little bit. Um, I worked for RWC and uh, Kalashnikov as well, um, and so definitely that the the five five six AKs that came out of Russia were one hundred percent designed for the commercial market. They were trying to tap into the U.S. market to make money, as uh, most of the factories over there were struggling bad. Um, the Chinese did the same thing um, with the Mac nineties that were imported. Um, if anyone, if you listen to AK Corner, you definitely heard me talk about Mac 90 as a big fan. Um, but they also did the BWK 92, which was six Mac 90, which was designed specifically for the U.S. commercial market as well. Um, so when you look at 5.56 ARs, those were basically designed for commercial market. At the end of the day, there were some military interests, like Marco said, in Asia and some other countries that have have have, have messed around with 5.56 AKs. But in general, they've never sold well. Um, they don't sell well commercially. Um, as I know, you know, we just discussed Pioneer sells them. Uh, Riley has sold them before, I believe. Um, Century Arms has had them before. We'll probably have them again. Um, but they're, that's driven by commercial people asking for them. And currently the drive is because of the uh, shortage of 7.62 by 39 ammo. Um, so, but yeah, but 5.56 AKs are, you know, let's just be honest. They're somewhat of a bastardization made for the commercial market. You know, also, we didn't important. talk about. Oh, go ahead, Paul. The the best, the best five five six AK in existence is the Galil. But what about the barrel, Polish barrel? <laughs> now you're opening up another a whole other can of worms. See, there. The, All right, the we're entire NATO, on, NATO country, Poland. We're moving actually, on, Marco. We're moving on. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I'm taking control. I'm taking the reins back. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about reliability. The what makes or doesn't make an AK reliable? Same thing, AR. What what makes or doesn't make an AR reliable? I've never uh, seen I've never seen an AR eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> I showed that video. A fair uh, argument. Carnicon, by the way, uh, he's got a great video. The AK versus the AR. It's all you know comedic, but it's hilarious. So. It's one of my it's one of my favorite factual videos I've ever seen. Hundred <laughs> percent. But the in all seriousness, there's only two factors that make AK. Uh, um, all right, so okay, so I teach a lot of AK classes and like a AK fundamentals with touch and reliability and stuff, and uh, um, obviously the AK wins in that regard in, in that category. But, uh, you know, it's not an absolute reliability. There are malfunctions. You know, there's six known malfunctions in AK, which is, you know, failure to extract, fa failure to eject, uh, double feed, failure to feed. Uh, majority of those things are related to, um, you know, feeding, basically the magazine and stuff. And, however... In AK versus the AR malfunctions, AK, all six malfunctions are cleared the same way. You disengage the magazine, you rack it a few times, put a new magazine in, rack it, and you're ready to go. 
so that's how you clear all the malfunctions in AK. And in AK, it's very simple, and I'm sure AR guys would not argue that point or will agree with me. Is one is the bottle shaped um, round, all right? It's coned, all right? It's got six degree slant, the taper, you know, three and three taper. So we, when it expands, it's kind of already pushing itself out of the chamber versus the 1.5 degree slant on the uh, 223 or 556 cartridge, which is essentially cylindrical. That's number one. Number two, once you take the top cover off an AK and, uh, you know, take, you, you can remove the recoil spring from it and you look down and you can put the ham sandwich in it. And or anything you want to know, ice cream cone or something, <laughs> and there's enough room for it to actually uh, comfortably rest in there. <laughs> and if you disengage the magazine, you can see see right through it. Okay, which is uh, obviously if you take the uh, uh, muzzle loaded loading uh, upper off of the <laughs> AR, everything is precisely in its little pocket. <laughs> so obviously for any kind of uh, even the chicken nugget if it gets in there probably not, will not function but um, I but, have seen one malfunction on an, on an AK that I'm still not sure how they got the beans above the frank but they had uh, I, I have seen a casing that went behind correct. the bolt correct <laughs> that's one of the if that's one of the six malfunctions and the funny thing is it's more prevalent in the 505 uh, uh, AK-74s than the 7.62 AKMs. And the funny thing is, though, Nick, that was Nick, right? The voice? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is that AK will still function and still fire with the casing all smacked against the rear chunion. But, uh, you know, to clear it, you obviously pop the top cover, which is not essential for AK to function anyway. And you just flip it, uh, you know, upside down and shake the sucker out. Um, that's simple as that. Okay. But yeah. yes, it is. It is one of the six malfunctions. Yes. Okay, Team AK. Anything else to add to the reliability? I will say, um, field cleaning, dirtiness, nastiness. Um, the AK doesn't have a situation with that. I, I joke around, but I'm, I'm, I, I know it's not proper, but I'll be honest with everyone here. I don't clean any of my AKs. I grease my AKs. Um, my ARs, I have to clean and lubricate them. Um, AKs, they just chug, 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 grease, 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 chug, 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 grease, grease, grease. Um, and I've taken a lot of classes with both guns, and I have definitely can say that uh, cleanliness is not nearly as important on an AK platform rifle than it is on an AR platform. Yeah, you know, the... AR people also very uh, like more religious people because cleanliness next to godliness, I think. Is that is that how it goes? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> All right, so team AR AK AK people more of like heathens. You said it. <laughs> Funny. I, I I can get down with that. <laughs> team no. AR uh, state uh, your case on reliability. <laughs> Who wants it? So the the main thing with the the AR, like I've seen ARs go to over seventeen thousand rounds without lubrication or cleaning, and you know on a on a quality AR they'll run like that because, well, they have the right parts and everything goes well together. 
and the the thing about having reliability when you're running 58, an AR. 58,000, Nick. Never cleaned it once. 58,000. <laughs> also, do you okay. do you guys see do you see the trend here? AK. Developing? AK, like, uh, AK. When we're talking about AKs, we're talking about the ones the that respect. like a, No, no, I'm just going to add to Let it to talk. Nick what Nick was saying. Okay. Saying like a when we talk about AKs, we'll pull them out of the freaking, uh, I don't know, the, the ditch that we left it in. When we talk about AR's re reliability, it's like the, the most modern and uh, specially built uh, uh, ARs well, from Daniel Defense and, or something like that. They're, they're much more it. reliable. You know what I mean? Well, not the now, ones, hold on not, a second. Well, I'm going to uh, jump uh, in uh, here. Jump in, All right. You say, well, you gotta, you have to buy a Spikes or a Daniel or a Colt or a BCM to get a good one because they're ARs. They're... Let's go ahead and do an honesty check. There were some companies in the United States of America bringing in and manufacturing AKs that were less than reliable and that uh, that rattled quite bad. That not. You can't say, well, every AK that comes from every country is a perfect functioning specimen, and you have to cherry-pick the ARs. There were some stink bomb AKs that made their way into this country. I um, agree with you, Paul, 100%. In, in the 2000s. The only difference 100%. 100%. You're 100% right, Paul. I mean, look at the old Romax and the old Osmadis and stuff, right? But the thing Don't is, if you draw book. a line, the whole line for hundred percent of a of a guns, so you start picking those shitty ones, right? <laughs> Whereas an AR, you go like this and you start picking the really good ones. <laughs> well, okay. that's the only <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. Well, that's because there's five manufacturers of AKs. I mean, you have the various countries that just get all their random ones, but there's Five thousand manufacturers of ARs, but are there really Nick? Oh, I get it. There's five forges, right? Is that what we were going to say? No, not really that. But let's. How many people actually make ARs, and how many people assemble ARs? There's a difference, and I'm not saying there's a ton of people that make ARs. I'm not saying there's not. Yeah. But just so the yeah. listeners understand, there's a lot of people out there that ain't making shit. Yeah, there's well, there's a process called white labeling, and we're not gonna. Not going to go down that. There used road. to only be two companies in the United States making lower receivers, but this is a topic I didn't even consider. This is great. I like this. <laughs> yeah, there's because there's is another good. G -g -g back yep, well, it's like so. In AK, so how many AK manufacturers are there in the United States? The United States, five. Like I mean, that are making large quantities. Yeah, I mean, again. There's manufacturers and there's the guys that assemble them from the kits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know when you when you go through that, the AK like a milled receiver AK is crap. You know you, you want a stamped receiver, but a milled receiver AR is where it's at uh, because we actually you know use technology. <laughs> so that, so that, that technology ain't around anymore. Man, Nick. Nick, you funny man. 
So that gets us uh, into the freaking, you know, I mean, Mills receiver AK is by many considered to be the the greatest AK ever built, which I am I don't fall into that category, but it's a uh, while um, let's say let's see the while the AR designers were not even freaking uh, graduating from middle school. That milled receiver AK was already issued in numbers. You know what I'm oh. saying? But the problem think... was with the milled receiver AK, the uh, the waste pile left after machining the AK out of solid chunk of steel was 15 kilograms. You know, weight 15 kilograms versus the, what is it, the four kilograms that the gun actually weighed at the end so, so the waste for those pile was for so American big adjustments, and, you know what i mean so it was seven not... pounds for the the ar and uh i believe that's like is 14 kilograms is that like 32 pounds yeah of waste 15 kilograms just, now just once sure. they switch to stamp receivers right that pile was reduced from 15 to seven <laughs> So All right, Marco, the, I'm cutting you off. Mute Marco. This is what I hate not having controls right here. So <laughs> <laughs> Marco's muted right now. So you made your points on the the reliability uh, point there. Uh, ease of use. You know, let's let's kind of get into I, ease of use. And before we get into that, I'm going to show this video. Okay, you know, kind of states the point of of one of the ease to use. Uh, so you guys seeing this? Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, no, 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 <laughs> so planet of the eights, man. Planet of the eights. So so AK forty seven wins ease of use. We can move on to the next topic. Oh no, no, no. Let's bring that let's bring that shit back real quick. Okay. Hold your horses, all right. Let's be real. Anyone who's going to teach their kids how to shoot, I get the monkey can go, woo, booga, booga, that's fine. But anyone who's going to take their kids out and learn how to shoot is going to teach them on an AR because it's such an easy platform. The recoil is fantastic. I don't know about this bullshit communist gun you guys are promoting, but in free America, we teach our kids how to shoot on an AR-15 platform. All right, so just for full disclosure, that was a Hollywood-made video. That wasn't real. So. I don't believe it. It was on the internet. It's got to be true. It's got to totally be real. It's got to be true. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But you do see kids in these, uh, you know, third world countries that are, you know, lugging around the AKs. They're taller than they are, and they're, you know, lugging around using them. Well, again, we'll go back to Vince's comment from earlier before we came on, where he said, uh, "Just remember." The AR-15 can be made to fit children, or the AR or the AK was meant to fit children. 
because it was made for so much as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's made for child child soldiers and starving conscripts. Which is the ease of use. It's, it's to the <laughs> exactly. Ease. We win ease of use. Let's just move on. Look at the class of people using the AK versus the AR, too. You know, so it doesn't matter. We're talking about what's easier to use. Level we all know the AK is easier to use. Let's I don't know. I, I have AMS and engineering and MBA. So I'm going to jump on AR here. So, you know, if a, an AR is lost in battle, you know, it's going to take them longer to figure out how to use it versus an AK. So it can't be used against you. So there's well, a, I don't know. Can, I don't know about it, that. It's, can I shut up, it's, shut up, Julian. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon, Marty. Weak. I'm on your side with that one. So. Can, can I add something historical? Uh, just to, I guess. No, but you're getting us, so let's go for it. All right. So when they – should I? Oh, no. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. We're talking okay. with you. Go ahead. So, yeah, so the AK was born out of World War II, right? So in majority of the weapons, in the, including the American weapons, almost all of them, except maybe a grease gun and Tommy gun, we designed for a right-hand operation, kind of, right? So the, the bolt guns, the charging handles and stuff. Same thing with the AK. So it was supposed to mimic the rifles that the troops were coming off of, you know? So that's why it's easy to operate. Now, the ARs, God only knows, probably Martians send them some kind of blueprints for that, uh, for handle and stuff and all that all those buttons and stuff on either side god forbid you press the one and don't press the other come on so uh that's a well, i get it in russia you guys count the potato but uh but you know potatoes good i love hey, potatoes. Just take vodka with it right oh, no vodka is made out of rye if it's so made out because... of potato it's no longer vodka I'm, our, muting, our, I'm muting myself. Our two <laughs> buttons that we have on an AR are one, something that an AK severely lacks, and they have tried to produce one that can do this, and it's called a last round bolt hold open. Which For what is something reason? That, For what purpose? What, what do you do with it? Uh, load and shoot faster? Like how, how much faster? 0.3 seconds? Well, it depends on the user, I will say, because anybody who's a good school on both will always be faster reloading an AR than an AK. By how much? Is that a fact or an opinion? Adrenaline, gunfight, uh, when? I mean, Nick, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, I teach. I'm gonna, so okay. you, uh, you teach. You teach uh, with an AK. You're you're one considered. No, I mean, I teach. I teach carbine courses, sniper school. I teach everything. Yeah, but it's. I'm going to say that a uh, a average AR user will reload as fast as an expert AK user, just because okay, of the mechanics. I mean, uh, agree to disagree. How is that? Beca yeah, because, because I mean, you got you got to consider. You're a veteran. You're a veteran, right? Yeah. So you got to consider uh, the situation as whole. I mean, I've, I've seen all those AR uh, carbine courses, and God forbid we get invaded, right? Our civilian corps right here can muster a huge army of SWAT officers. The ones that stand right there, drop a mag and put another one in while the enemy is like aiming at them and shooting. 
because reloading the gun in the in the real gunfight situation is different. You make yourself small first before you do anything. And then you do and then you start fumbling and remembering where you got the empties and where you got the fools. And then when you got them on the strong side or you got them on the on the weak side. In, am I wrong? No, you, I don't you take do care of but own. I will but I will say in in defense of the AR-15 statement that both guns are hard to reload if you're not accustomed to it. Well, um, so can you can you can you load an AR faster than a, than an AK? Somebody can. Can you load an AK faster than an AR-15? Yeah, somebody else can. But you know, at the end of the day, an AR-15 probably seems more common and easier for Nick to load. Because that's what Nick grew up with. That's what Nick shoots. That's what Nick chains with. I, on the other hand, grew up shooting AKs, trained with AKs, and I can load my AK faster than AR-15. So I think that this loading question is is very individual. You, I don't think there's a broad statement that you can say one for sure will even, always load faster than the other. That wasn't even part of my, my line of question. I don't know where it came up. Hey, Leadheads. White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. And there's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the seal one clp plus you'll see how easy it spreads around you'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes then you come back and you want to wipe it all off so you see how easy it is to put on and remove and the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean we're going to pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before okay it takes about three cleanings so i like to say a clean shoot clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and done. Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code LEADHEAD for a 25% off discount. So, Chad, <laughs> down there, looking all bored. Chad, uh, you're with Century now. You, you jumped over there to uh, Team AK. Have you been getting a lot of trigger time with the AKs now? You learning a lot about AKs? Tell me something you learned that you didn't know. Uh, AK that's why, that's why I'm here. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. Uh, I don't own an AK yet. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Well, just for anybody listening, I've I've only Should've been, been a signing bonus. 
this is my this is my second week with the company so uh yeah i do have a lot to learn um i love the ak platform uh i used to have a wasser 10 um quite a while ago i didn't really shoot it very much uh but i did i did like it had very soft recoil impulse and uh that cartridge is like we talked about at the top of the show the cartridge is great hits really hard and uh i guess we're probably going to get into accuracy at some point in this um, we're, yeah we're going to effective range accuracy yeah if okay, i can get yeah. to it we so might we just skip everything else and just let them battle it out here i don't know i can talk about my just my experience with with that um when we get to that question but yeah i love i absolutely love the ak platform it's super iconic uh it's very cool and uh nowadays it, it's a great option because you can um you know you can trick them out to you know accept all the modern accessories that you want there's companies making awesome parts for them uh, yeah. but you can also just leave it classic you know the classic wood stock and and forend and and just you know and that used to be an old an old argument was the modularity you know the yeah. the ar would win that that battle every time but now no it wouldn't yeah it would with the no, it wouldn't. modularity yeah it because would. in 1950s when when the russians were installing night vision scopes on it and other optical items on the ak's ar wasn't even in existence that's number one number two here Tell me what this gun doesn't have that this one has. Nowadays, nowadays, oh, nowadays it's the same thing as we, as we progress through society. I mean, this thing didn't show. I mean, which one? Oh, I can't even tell. Well, which in the early one days, this the thing AR didn't show up until the nineties. You could do more accessories with the AR than you could the AK. It's just a fact because they had the rail on there and they had the rail system, and the AK didn't have the rail system. But we didn't really get the rail okay. system, Marty. Just, nowadays, just. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in with okay. the the AK has just as much modularity as the AR does because everybody started to fit the rail systems to them, the, the butt stock uh, adapters, and, you know, and all that. So Correct. that's not what I was talking Correct, about, Marty. about in the beginning. But like I'm saying, when the AK was putting on the accessories on it already, AR wasn't even in the drawing board. Oh, now, when the AR became a, uh, an item... Then in 1990s, with introduction, the I think it's A Force, right? The M16 A Force. They start putting on, taking off the uh, top uh, handling, uh, you know, handle and stuff. And then they start switching the handguards from 90s, which is like well, uh, you know we all remember vividly. And then of course it took it it took it basically kicked the AK like freaking back to the 50s in a way. Right. But then. You know the great. Uh, and I'm personally, I personally think American manufacturers actually driven the AK uh, modularity forward. No, absolutely. It's it's the the Americanization of the AK. You know, is what. Yeah, it's the people like uh, yeah people like. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Tapco. I I just did it. <laughs> but it's people like, like Midwest Tapco. Industries or somebody like that's that. a better example. Yeah. So. One thing to remember about that was when we first started using optics on ARs, uh, the gooseneck mounts were around back in the 80s. Like when they first started doing some of the original aim points where you did the gooseneck going through. And then Brownells came out with, I have one in the safe. I'm just not going to go dig it out right now. The carry handle mounted optics. Because if you go back and do like a Mogadishu clone rifle or a Blackhawk down rifle, yeah, the you'll cold see... Optic. 
yeah, the Colt optics that were mounted, you know, Colt carry three, handle four, optics. Three and a half power, yeah, fixed. Yep, I've, I've got one of those in the safe as well. And, I mean, we were running, like, optics, pu- putting optics on were a thing. And even okay. before that, on some of the, before they started putting pick rails on, like before the assault weapons ban and everything like that, there were people who would cut the carry, they'd have a gunsmith cut the carry handle off and they would put a weaver scope ring mount, just drill it right in to the uh, flat the top of the receiver. military people would do that? Civilians. Oh, okay. You might have seen, Nick, you might have seen some. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm 100% with you. I'm follow, following you and I'm 100% with you. I had one. I had the cold age bar with the with that scope and yep. stuff. But 1985 to 87, when I was in the service, right? And I was issued with AKS-74 and I had the side re- mount, right? We actually used the PSO-1 scopes mounting right on it, which was full power. And it's basically the the father of all the modern optics military optics that is okay that's that's okay let's, let's move on let's move on we're running out of time here so let's go to what uh, chad wanted to talk about accuracy let's get to the to the accuracy and i'm going to remind everybody once somebody's talking let them finish talking don't interrupt them so uh i think it's t- team ar's turn so Rely uh, accuracy. Okay. Uh, you want to go first, Paul, or you want me to? Go. go. Uh, a- accuracy is, is is two things. It's it's barrel manufacturing and it's ammunition. And in, in modern guns, well, even in older guns, but uh, the, the gun is going to be more accurate than the person holding it uh, nine times out of ten. Uh, and and I'm not I'm not going to jump on the AKs are not accurate thing. The reason people think AKs are not accurate is because they don't shoot them. Uh, Brian's guns are are crazy. Brian's guns are, are like sub-MOA. Occam defense, yeah. Yeah, Occam's guns are like sub-MOA AKs. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is if you, if you bench an AR and, and you stabilize it, you should be able to get an inch easy. Um, and with, with good ammo, you should be able to get sub-inch easy at 100 yards. Uh, now it is a lighter bullet. Uh, it it is a lighter bullet. Now I, I know that it's going to still be there at 500 yards, uh, but you know, let, let's face facts: a heavier bullet is is going to have more impact at range than a lightweight bullet will. I'll admit that. Nick, yeah, I was going to say I uh, I will agree with uh, what Paul was saying. A, a heavier bullet will have more impact the the majority of of some of the things that people talk about going back and forth with AKs versus ARs for accuracy and this is one that like I'll I'll I'm not jumping on team AK here but one of the things that I have seen was uh for accuracy was I have seen enemy combatants who believed that pushing the sight up to 10 made it more powerful just because <laughs> of how that level was of education of the user that you're dealing and, and it's this means it has more power so you know they're no concept and like that it's like oh this this rifle's just not accurate 
well well known. you know that's the thing when when we have people that hold it over their head and just do that or whatever but yeah <laughs> yeah but but that's that's when we're you know stating that um so i i routinely shoot you know 500 meters uh, you know on a kt on a kd range with you know a you know a handful of different rifles but you know pretty much an exact clone of this uh one i have right here you know the old m16a4 and a a 20 inch gun like a proper m16 does have one benefit for accuracy and that is it does have a longer sight radius just because of the length of the barrel now on an m4 the sight radius is the same as a standard AK. One inch you know, shorter. Yeah, it's, One inch it's shorter. When you flip them over, they're about the same. On an on an M16, they are longer, and that can be said to promote accuracy. It it is a a very very accurate platform. The the people who will say it's not, uh, sometimes comes from the stacking tolerance of. My my least favorite two well acronym, if you will, in the world, and that is mil spec, <laughs> because uh, military specification does not mean it's made to the best spec. I just like everyone to know that there is an NSO, a national <laughs> stocking number for almost everything, and there is and there is a mil spec for everything. Here comes so his favorite an, joke ever. There is an <laughs> NSN for beer. Yeah, Budweiser uh, and Coors Light. I was gonna say it is it is Coors Light is what you generally find. That is the mil spec beer. So if you want the Coors Light of products, get a uh, you know mil spec anything. <laughs> and what when mil you have a mil spec the, the original Jack Daniels has an NSN number too. Jack Daniels does. Yeah, exactly. Nah, That's I... Tennessee whiskey. I drink bourbon. And That's the best Jack uh, Daniels, baby. But, Speaking of uh, Jack Daniels, uh, Whiskey River Beef is uh, whiskey river, uh, whiskey mash fed start to finish. Use code WRB2023. Get 10% off Whiskey River Beef. Sponsors of the Talking About Podcast. Right, um, excellent. Yes, excellent. Can I comment on both of those, on Paul and Nick? I mean, I they agree just made with Paul. I agree with Paul's uh, uh, saying and concept, and that's how I always teach it to uh, the students at every marksmanship uh, uh, class. And that's the in 99.9% .9 the gun without perform the shooter. Meaning the shooter, unless it's a super duper shooter, uh, could never reach the gun's accuracy potential. Okay, unless there's implements, all kinds of stuff involved, and that person knows that gun uh, better than he knows himself in a way. Another point that Nick made was with the 20-inch barrel um, ARs and stuff. There's no doubt about it. If you're going to compare it to standard AK, like <laughs> mil spec, uh, uh, standard AK is 16 and one quarter. So obviously you got uh, you got the accuracy with the longer barrel. There's no doubt about it. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know I'm not. <laughs> it's been substantiated by my personal Humble. opinion, right? So anyway, uh, so the AR, the full length twenty inch AR, recoils differently than M4. We go oh, yeah. that correct. One. 
Yeah. So correct. Also, let's talk about the AKs that we compare, like uh, uh, you know, apples to apples. I'm involved in this conversation all the time, so I have like eights. Like not, I don't have eights. I have the the show show and tell eights. So when we talk about modern modern guns like AKs and uh, and the uh, ARs, right? So we have to compare apples to apples. So here's your uh, modern AK, which is five four five. You know, compared to um, five five six, right? So comparing a five five six to uh, seven six two is not fired out of sixteen and a quarter inch barrel is not exactly the correct comparison right accuracy that is i mean it's correct comparison in the battlefield but the accuracy wise it's not so therefore i'm gonna finish up my rant uh with the uh, anecdote that could be uh confirmed by david fortier and mark krebs both who were present at the time so in 2001 few days before the towers were coming down in the uh in new york we found ourselves in Moscow um, on a way to meet Kalashnikov, actually, in Izhevsk, in the Arsenal city. And uh, I had a friend who was a commander of uh, Quick Reaction Force. It's sort of like SRT team, maybe uh, by far more militarized than SWAT uh, for the Moscow region. So we went to their uh, headquarters. They just came back, that, that particular group who was on duty at the time, just came back from Chechnya, the second campaign. So they did the rotation. And uh, David Forty, and so they were they had all their guns on them. They had the sub suppressed VSSs and the VSKs, and then they had a bunch of AK-74Ms. And in the conversation, we were over there, you know, they were greeting us and giving us some vodka and stuff and some sliced salami and what what have you, whatever. They were not drinking, of course. And David Fortier uh, felt obligated to ask him how accurate the rifles were, right? And one of the guys said that what he did was when he was bored at the checkpoint, that he was shooting uh, telephone wires over telephone poles with his AK-74M. So is it accurate enough? You know, like a, what is it, a, not even a quarter of an inch uh, cross-section wire? At some distance, let's say it's, you know, 30, 40 yards or something like that, or meters. And he'd be hitting those with an open sights. So it really boils down, the accuracy-wise, it boils down to, uh, um, to I guess, a shooter, right? And uh, how much he trains with a particular gun. And if it's AR... It may be, and I'm just saying maybe. That is Marco with Kalashnikov for our viewing audience. So he's not lying. He's telling the truth. There it is. It's in his book right there. The One of those few things that I'm not lying. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so I would agree with uh, Nick on the uh, fact that um, maybe accuracy built into AR, but full-length AR now we're talking, 20-incher. Probably there's more built-in accuracy in it for average shooter than, let's say, in uh, Neil Spec AK. <laughs> hey, Nick, Nick, and Paul, I got a question for you guys. Uh, what is the um, what's the expected accuracy from, say, the 
the U.S. Army, um, like for, um, you know, what do you have to qualify with? Like, what, what's what's the largest group or the distance? Yeah, so, so like 100 meters, four m away, 100 meters, five m away. What? What do you got to do to qualify? Yeah. So for for the army, they actually just changed their qualification, and there is a grouping and zero standard. And you have to be able to create a six MOA grouping is what the uh, the current is. It's we call it a four MOA platform, and it's we just add two for the shooter because it's two MOA ammunition with a two MOA rifle. Because by spec, that's all it has to be. So if you're shooting two MOA, you know, there's stacking tolerances and all of that. Sure. But uh, for the army, you qualify on pop-up ranges, so it is not like shooting at tar- you know paper targets to get your group size. You do your twenty-five meter zero, and then after you do that, you move to the pop-up range, shoot from four positions now, and uh, as you do that, you engage targets from twenty-five meters to three hundred meters. I know the Marine Corps still has the five hundred meter target, and uh, we still. Sh- shoot that and uh our eic matches as well but that's not everyone everyone in the army has to shoot to uh to 300 minimum and then uh once you move up to like uh if you're a saw gunner or something like that running on a machine gun course not as an individual like as a automatic rifleman you'll have to shoot to us 800 meters Okay. I just thought that'd be a cool data point for people listening. Or well, listening. you want to talk about Marine Corps now? You, you we be done talking about the Army and they're shooting at 6 o'clock so that the rocks will hit the target and they'll fall over? <laughs> um, they fix that now. We can't do that anymore. Oh, you can't do that anymore? They put sandbags in front of them? So, <laughs> no, they uh, changed the system. In, in, in 1987, in the United States Marine Corps, we had M16A2s with iron sights. Uh, we were required to shoot out to 500 meters or 500 yards, depending on which range it was. Uh, Paris Island was yards and, and West Coast was meters. Uh, but yeah, the, the standard at 200, we shot at 200 meters, 200 yards, 300 and 500. The target at uh, two and three was a 12 inch black bullseye. And the target at a 500 was a black silk human-sized silhouette and for those of you looking for a point of reference the silhouette is as wide as the front sight post on an m16 uh, when you're aiming in from 500 yards or 500 meters so yeah good question it's i want to say it's 18 inches across and 36 inches tall marco do you know the um the requirements for the Russian military? I is know you know when you were when you were in, but do you is it a true question? I mean, do I know it? I mean that's <laughs> of course what you is do. it, Marco. What is it? I'm All sorry, right, what so is it? basic qualification I, is actually question, sorry, I'm my sorry. question was mostly uh, I was trying to find out what the what the equipment standard was, not necessarily the marksman, but that was all great information. I just wanted to know like what do they require out of the the M4 platform with their oh, ammo specifically? You know, it's uh, it's actually it's actually fairly low. So you have forty rounds, and uh, that's 
you know, once you get to actual qualification and where it counts after your grouping and zeroing, your qualification is 40 rounds and uh, it is 24 out of 40. Okay. Marcos, so is there, do you have a, like, yeah, speak to that if you will. All right. So basic qualification for a rifle, which by the way, um, uh, every uh, 16-year-old punk in the in the Soviet Union and Russia, actually, by the time he graduates from uh, high school, actually fired a machine gun. And uh, that's it is basically he qualified, he or she, even the girls were not mandatory, but she, they went anyway, because girls like to shoot just as much as the guys do. But anyway, the, so the, the students had to go perform a basic training qualification rifle uh, qualification with an AK well AKM rifle and it actually then later drifted into the AK-74 is the same so it's a hundred meter uh three shots uh semi-automatics you know single shots and you're supposed to score you know it's uh, one of those green really squarish kind of silhouettes uh, I don't know if you guys seen it. I, I have. You call it the it. Ivan? What's that? You call it the <laughs> Ivan? I don't know. Uh, no, that's what we call ours. Oh, okay. No. Uh, <laughs> we call it unidentified enemy. <laughs> so, anyway, so it's, it has basically, it's a green silhouette uh, laid over, um, uh, you know, the, the regular bullseye and all that, 10, 9, 8, and circles. So uh, you're supposed to hit as close as possible to, obviously, to a 30. Maximum score is 30. Yours truly scored 10, 8, 9, and uh, 27. And that was like A+. plus. Then you move on to a full auto range where you have a silhouettes of two types, the full... Uh, full standing silhouette and then the machine gun nest that would have two half silhouettes one taller than the other you know number one and number two machine gun nest and they ranged from 200 to a 450 meter increments and they checkered stacker uh, stacked imitating the frontal assault you know like infantry assault and uh, so they give you six rounds and you're supposed to produce three short bursts six rounds on the count 22 you know like 20 20 you depress the trigger two you release like and two rounds should go off and of course you know the green horns sometimes put all six right maybe a three feet in front of them with the eyes closed and <laughs> so on so on but some people who's done it before uh who actually went through a beginner's military preparation course in, in high school so a little bit more disciplined so your goal is to hit to knock down three targets and it's up to you uh, at which distance right unless uh, you've been trained for something and then uh, the ceo or the sergeant in charge would tell you which target to hit so that's your basic qualification for ak so three single shots at the 100 meters you know as close as possible to a, a the bullseye and uh, a tight group and as tight group as you are capable of 
That was and their then you get and then you got three bursts and three targets knocked down uh, at the full auto. That's your actual... basic qualification. Okay, so is there an actual um um accuracy standard for the platform itself? Like when you zero yes, there, yes. it's four MI and four MI. Okay. So, so we're tied up there. Right. No. Almost all guns were like a you know again I served in a slightly different type of uh, um, unit, which was kind of handpicked and selected, and most of those guys were like, you know, more disciplined than like let's say a truck driver or or the even the infantry guy. Although infantry was also uh, grilled on uh, on the marksmanship, but um, nevertheless uh, most of our guys qualified no no problem. So let's uh, let's move on. Good question, Chad. I like that. That was that's a good addition. Uh, some of the comments here that we're getting from uh, <laughs> is this YouTuber all over the place. Jock Itch says, "Wow, Paul looks younger than he sounds on Student of the Gun." <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you dye your beard or something? What? No, I my my beard's freaking mostly white now. Paul is a workout but machine. He is in the gym twenty four like Wyoming living four hours a day, seven days a week. A, well, I'm going to have to agree with this dude right here. Every time I see you, you look better. Today, Thank you. you even have a rosy cheeks, I'm thinking. Or maybe it's just <laughs> my screen. <laughs> it's, it's the we're, not using, we're not using Skype. That's why. Uh, you, you can thank my wife for have, for the rosy cheeks. Okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot to stop by at my makeup trailer. But <laughs> Jim, Jim Rawls says, honestly, and I'm going to just release the hounds on this. You guys can can answer this yourself does an ar and 300 blackout take care of everything an a could ak would do no 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 hopefully he's not serious for that question all i can say is jim jim rawls gets no prizes i knew it was it was a trick question it was just a yeah, I think it was, it was it wasn't a good question. He was fishing for uh for that. Uh, the reaction he got. Yep. Uh, yeah. But that does bring us let's, to the other category. So you know when we get into wait, uh, hold on. You gotta read Tun's comment. Which one? The <laughs> Etsy one? The Etsy? Yeah. Okay. I'll read Modern it, AR builders are akin to the bored housewife with a cricket sticker machine and an Etsy account. There is one on almost every block setting up in a garage and putting different lipstick on the same pig. <laughs> <laughs> so far, that's the winner. That is, that's <laughs> the winner so far. I'm, uh, you know, Tom Jones. Yeah, he is not wrong. He is not wrong. No. Nope. <laughs> but we do have more questions. So we're, let's let's get through these, and then we're going to get to our, our right. questions. So um, where was I going with this? <laughs> What's the next topic? That that's what I that's was it. getting on. Questions. Yeah, we're all no the um, the different calibers. So we all know, you know, the AR's got five thousand different calibers that you can you can do build them in and, and get them in. The AR, you know, they're it's again they're starting to to modern Americanize it, not modern. I'll say Americanize it, and there's we're starting to see more and more calibers in the AK, but. Uh, just natural progression with the AK Marco 762. Then they went to the 545, which you were talking about a little bit earlier. And then, you know, they're getting more, you know, 
yeah, that round there, more comparable to the five five six. Um, <laughs> you doing it? More. I didn't say it was compare. I said it was more <laughs> than the seven six two versus the five four five. I mean the uh, five five six. So the three hundred blackout. I mean he brings Jim brings up a good. Uh, you know, exactly. So, you know, there's 300 blackout. There's, you know, infinite amount of AR rounds. 6.5 Randall, uh, 243, 6.8 something. I mean, just yeah. about anything. You do 22. And I, and yeah. I have to concede on this one to um, uh, to our esteemed colleagues from AR team is that uh, there's no doubt about it, swapping between um, one feature that AR has that AK will never have is swapping different uppers easily and like let's say make it uh, let's say you know especially in hunting communities and stuff it's it's great so you can put on your uh 300 blackout if you're hunting pigs then you if you're taking the if you're taking your rifle to a long range maybe a, a medium size game you put a 20 inch uh a five five six upper and so on and so on. So the AKs uh, been other than some perverts sitting in their machine shops and doing some weird stuff. <laughs> it's uh, four basic calibers. So you got the original uh, seven six two, then you got the four point four five, and then you got five five six, and then you got a Grendel, actually mullet, uh, six point five Grendel, actually mullet. Uh, arms uh imported some vapor rifles that were in the in the uh uh got the 22 you know, 6.5 grand oh the 22 yes 22 correct traders and nine millimeter don't and oh, don't forget about the US, <laughs> oh and the God. yugoslavians i'm done i'm done yeah. over here i'm gonna go home now <laughs> and, and the chinese <laughs> with with their five yeah, the chinese well, yeah, and the Yugoslavians with the 308s. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, like, prevalent, prevalent in the marketplace. I mean, you can walk into Cabela's, like, Garth over there holding something. What are you holding? I, I'm just holding my, my regular Ruger platform AR that I can trigger turn this from a, a 22. Oh, I'll tell you about the trigger. It's like a water gun. It's a paintball trigger. It's great. Oh. Uh, I can turn this from a 22 all the way up to a 300 blackout on just this platform alone. Yeah, and we're not yeah. going to talk about the AR-10 platform that, I mean, you can go all the way up. I mean, so the AR platform has so many versatile rounds that you can put through one single gun is, I mean. Very true. Yeah. However, I'm going to finish up with this statement. And Marty, you've heard this before. I love it. When we're talking about uh, like a real life um, experience, not hunting, not, you know, punching the holes in the paper at the local range or taking classes, but I'm talking about a true fighting gun, per se, like a firearm. There is no better cartridge in the world that was designed by human beings that exists today that is uh, better than 545 by 39. That's the best fighting carbine cartridge there is in existence. Okay, and fired out of 16 and a quarter inch barrel. So it's got the length, it's got the power, it's got penetration and everything else. And the weight and the low impulse. And I always say to every 
class that I have and I'm usually make a full auto gun like machine gun available to them. If you have a if you have let's say you are ready to go to a funeral, you're dressed up or to a wedding or to um uh court appearance and stuff, screw all that. If you have a if you have a chance to fire RPK 74 or even AK 74, take that and reschedule your other things. <laughs> okay, so it's like firing 22. All right, with extreme accuracy and potency. So therefore you can probably uh You're all vigorous and potent, he said. Uh, Marco's and not wrong. The re the reason that's the what Marco just said is the reason that they made up a bullcrap excuse to not allow us to import really cheap 545 anymore. That's why our government made up an ex uh, they basically lied and made up an excuse to keep us from getting that good ammo uh, because it, it was it's good it on good. that note so to be known to all one container 1.5 million rounds today cleared through customs in savannah Tail i've been waiting for that five four five just been injected into our uh you know yeah but is a layman gonna be able to get that injection and there's more coming too yeah every day that's just from tella but there's other companies that are bringing in quite a bit as well there you go but i'm just saying what happened with tella so yesterday cleared to customs i think today they putting it into the trucks and delivering it to florida yes so. manufacturing is alive and well in woodstock georgia where some of the most innovative firearm solutions are created. From whiteboard to final assembly, Mean Arms designs, prototypes, and builds problem-solving products in the United States of America. Products like the Endomag, made from specially formulated proprietary polymers, the Endomag converts a 5.56 magazine to nine millimeter. Or the first of its kind, Mean Arms bearing delay upper receiver system, that's a safer approach than conventional nine millimeter blowback alternatives. It's this innovative spirit that makes Mean Arms a trusted provider for the most unique firearm solutions. So if you're looking for the most innovative domestically produced firearms products in the market, you're looking at it. To learn more, visit meanarms.com today. Very good, all right. <laughs> Let's, one uh, thing about uh, one thing about ammunition that yeah. uh, was uh, was brought up. We talked about a little bit on the modularity, uh, and Paul mentioned trainers. Uh, I'll say this is one definite thing the AK or the AR has over the AK, and so I'm not get I'm not saying this because it's you know, what was my daughter built her first rifle and built an AR, and when we go shoot it, it's a 223. I have the conversion kit for 22 and she loans her own mags and runs through that because, you know, teaching her at 25 yards and doing the basics, it's cheaper than five, five, six. And you can use that 22 long rifle trainer in your standard AR. That's a five, five, six. Granted, granted. It, no, no. But however, here you're probably going to make me get up and crack my joints and stuff going upstairs and getting the pioneer <laughs> arms ak in 22 22 
Yeah. Yeah, which is exactly the same. It's building the AKM. Yeah, the Romanians make AKM. one. The Romanians make one. They also make a conversion where you can take your standard 760 by 39 and convert it to sheet 22 as well. Um, they're not as they're not honestly being straight up. They're not as reliable as say some of the dedicated 22 uppers from the from the ARs. But the AR conversions to 22, they're about the same. Um, a dedicated 22 upper is obviously a different animal than converting a standard 556 to shoot 22. But um, but the AK has those. They're available. You can buy them right now. You can go online and order them. Um, so they, while the, the AR1s are more plentiful and they are definitely cheaper, just like the AR15 is much cheaper than an AK47 um, in the U.S. market. Yeah, that was a weird swap to see. Oh, that was going to yeah. be my next uh, my next point. So, well, let's yeah. do it. Well, no, I mean, that's just, it's, again, you know, I was going back to like the modularity thing was a thing of the past, an argument of the past. The cost production is is an argument, a thing of the past, because it has switched and it's flopped. The AKs are are a lot more expensive than than the ARs are nowadays. They're not more expensive than any AR I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but again, it's like, it's like anything. It's like anything. You can get, you know, you yeah. can get this price point or you can get this price point. But- well, the, the, the cheap proper, AR, cheap AK, the ARs are cheaper nowadays. The prop, yep. proper, uh, proper, I guess, uh, proper <laughs> way to say it would be uh, anyone with the, uh, you know, pin drivers and things like that can assemble AR in their garage on their knees, so to speak. I mean, I've done it probably all of you gentlemen did. Without a freaking uh, press and the, and the jigs and stuff, you cannot assemble AK in your Marco, garage. whose team are you on? Whose team are you on? No, 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 no. I'm just that, saying, that's point no, AR right there. No, no, no. The thing is, however, if you're talking about industrial way, you know, industrial way where you put now, you know, thousands of rifles, obviously the, you know, you, you can't produce the ARs nowadays without six axle CNC machine. And all you need is, again, press to bend, you know, to bend your receiver for AR. So I mean for AK, I'm sorry. So, you know, you know what I mean. So it's it's kind of like a, you got to compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. And that's all I have to say right. about that. That's all he's got to say. <laughs> Are you sure? I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> this is the way. It is. It is the PSL yes, is the way. It is so. All right, we're gonna move on. So wait, wait. Um, wait, wait. Speaking of what? price, real quick, Paul. Paul, what's the MSRP on that? Uh, it, it's uh, it's just under eleven. It's like I think it's like ten ninety five. Uh, but if you use the promo code SOTG, you get ten percent off. Nice. There you go. 10% and that's what, and that's what a, they've been built right now. Probably AR should cost. Yeah. Oh yeah. These are available right now. Just go to their AR website. Cost. Order them. And Marco, real quick. The, the gas impulse from the 20-inch to the 14-inch guns, the 14-inch guns, the short gas system sucks on ARs. That's why this is a mid-length system. Yeah. So is this. Yep. Oh, my God. And I, I call it a plinker. Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah, move on to uh, this will be our last line of, of AR versus whatever. Then we're going to get our listener, our questions here and comments. Um, what is, and this goes to team AK. I think y'all are next in line. What is your favorite movie featuring your, your favorite rifle or TV show? It could be a TV show. 
What is your favorite? Andrew. I mean, we don't even need to say this out loud. Yeah. We know yours. We know it. Go if ahead. You don't, if you don't know it, then you just don't know me. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I know what it is. Red Dawn. The Wolverine, first baby. Wolverine. There you go. Wolverine. Wait, uh, in that movie, that Columbia High School, where was it? Where was it taking place? Colorado. Colorado. Because we have right here in the Western Michigan, we have Columbia High School. So I was wearing that T-shirt, right, from Factory Forty Seven. Yeah, and the yeah. dude goes in the store at the checkout. He goes, oh, that's cool that you guys still do that. You know, the T-shirts from Class 84 whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, well, Columbia get... High School. I went to that, to uh, to Columbia. Our class doesn't do it. I said, this is, this is, you know, the Hollywood. This is the movie. Yeah. And then he took, like, took a step back. He goes, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> is that somebody that you can't have a conversation with if they don't know that factual movie information right there? We so got to get C. Thomas Howell on the show, Marty. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm going to work on that. Work on that. C. Thomas Howell's been in Nashville. He's got a band now or something. He's playing playing music. And Andrew and I went to watch him, and we both wore our Calumet High School uh, Factory 47 T-shirts uh, to that. And we didn't really have a lot of comments on it. I don't think a lot of people got and it. Char Charlie Sheen was there, too. It wasn't just C. Thomas Howe. Yeah. Sheen was there and Daryl. What, and Daryl. Whatever that guy's name is. I never can remember. Daryl, you went and told him. You went <laughs> and told him, Daryl. <laughs> Look, there's Morgan Mills. <laughs> Morgan, that, That's my life, everybody. Hey, but can we make the announcement or not? Can we say it? What announcement? The the announcement that yeah. well I mean I think she just did <laughs> oh he wants to name our child oh they're Jeb or Red but that doesn't they don't know that she's with child now that could be like well, yeah, we're, having, we're having a baby yeah we're so a congratulations, congratulations. Well, thank morning. you guys Congrats, man he will man. he will definitely be an AK kid just so y'all know he will it. definitely be an AK shooter <laughs> another AK another one go ahead. Go ahead and order his shirts. Uh, oh man, he'll be he'll be rocking a Draco by the time he's eight. Yeah. Yes. Not <laughs> Marco, a twenty-two. What's... Not with a twenty-two kit on it or anything. The actual seven six two thirty. I never had a damn twenty-two kit <laughs> in my life. Margo, your your favorite movie with uh, featuring the AK? Well, I'll be biased, of course. So it's going to be Company Nine. Okay. Company Nine, and tell everybody who's not familiar with that because nobody's heard of that. Well, actually, me. it's a movie that came out a couple, few years back. Uh, it's a Russian movie. It depicts uh, a well-known episode in the Afghan Soviet Afghan campaign, uh, where uh, a company-sized unit, uh, the airborne unit, was sent to um, uh, settle over the uh, the height, the hill, and uh, and uh, provide a protection for the passing convoys on the nearby uh, highway. And that operation was designed to relieve the garrison, otherwise um, uh, sieged garrison and host, you know, whatever, in the west of Afghanistan. And there was a 345th uh, separate re airborne regiment that actually participated in this stuff. And that's, you know, although the movie is all like a, uh, what is it, feudalistic and stuff, everybody kind of dies except one guy or something like this. In fact, there was only nine casualties in the, in that unit, and uh, two of them were not, not even in the uh, 
uh, on that heel and uh, basically it culminates uh, to uh with the uh the major battle and stuff when when they finally uh beat the mooch back uh, they counted over over 300 dead bodies on the slopes of that hill whereas uh the the soviet union uh soviet uh, unit suffered like seven casualties on the top out of the platoon size unit very good so the that, name is that film you asked not yet that's right paul <laughs> it's not easy with me anymore you know as I uh, older, just... ninth company ninth company there you go you All can right. get it on youtubes on the you can find it everywhere just google it all right chad what's yours uh red dawn no question okay without a doubt favorite everything movie tv that's it good deal all mm -hmm. right ar-15 team ar-15 what's your favorite movie tv show featuring the Darth, you go first ar-15 they're all gonna I'm say gonna... heat <laughs> no i'm gonna say the john wick franchise man oh, no. oh. <laughs> good pull good pull there you go what no Paul? renaissance man on the ar team like a platoon for example that's mine platoon's mine well, i was actually gonna i was gonna say between heat and uh platoon no a lot sergeant elias running through the jungle with his uh his xm177 but uh no the actually the heat is still alive that it is old as it is i just saw an article where Great. somebody referenced it the other day like a couple days ago heat well, yeah i did they, too what? i saw that too they, yeah, they referenced how they ran the guns. I think you sent it to me. They they still use like the scenes from that movie to help teach like buddy team movements and movement under fire because they did it so well. It was a great movie. It's a solid film. I don't think get the guy who taught it to him, and then that way it would be real instead of watching a movie. Yeah. Uh, what's yours, Nick? Well, like I, I would go with, uh, you know, a comedic pick or something like that. But uh, actually, Thomas had the best one because it is something that, uh, as as someone who served in the military, a movie that brought forth like so many bad puns from everyone everywhere. Maybe so. With this, my safety. <laughs> oh, I should, dude! I want to change my answer. I'm going to change my answer. Okay. Tropic Thunder. I'm changing my answer. Tropic Thunder is <laughs> same. I'm sticking with Red Dawn, but I do love Tropic Thunder. No, I got to go. No. Red it features Dawn. both. It features both. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, Thomas Lee's that... Black Hawk Down. That's a good one. Black Hawk yep. Down. So this is my safety. That's got ARs and AKs in it. Well, I'm waiting for the Kyle Rittenhouse movie, and then I'll go with that. <laughs> Did you see the books out? No. Rittenhouse. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, his it, it's a Kindle book. I think they're like waiting for the paperback, but the the nice. Kindle book is dropped. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the main oh we were he, soldiers. He had a, it's a good good entry yeah we were soldiers another good one what's up picking up the ammo in the magazine so for the fallen guys you know yeah 
I like yeah. um, Lone Survivor. That's that's another good good pull. You know, but although I will say ARs that uh, in there, right? there's something like scoped rifles and whatnot. There's uh, ARs and AKs in that, and RPGs. Speaking of RPGs, you know, there is there is one thing I'm surprised no one on the AK side mentioned, and that was the Nick Cage vessel from Lord of War, where they talk uh, about rifle automat. <laughs> Man, that shit hits too close to home. We don't talk about that shit, Nick. <laughs> what, what about the Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, the, I don't talk about that shit. No? No Samuel L. Jackson quote? That would that would solve the issue between, you know, between AR and AK. <laughs> when you have to waste every mf in the room. Uh, honestly, Marco. There's no substitution. There's no competition. We just let the AR-15 guys come on once a year, make them feel better. Nick's a fun oh, guy. Garth really? Looking. Garth cool. looking. Nick's a good guy, so we love to have him once a year. Oh, no. All right, let, let me ask you then. Let me ask you this question. Some MFer is in your house. You've got one gun to grab. What are you going to grab? Me? A 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> right oh, my gosh. Right to my bed. <laughs> well, you should use a rifle for home defense. Absolutely. You should be using I a mean, rifle. We, we could get into AR shotguns and AK shotguns. But can no, you imagine the Yeah, look what Marco's using. Can you imagine yeah. if he'll be staring into the tip of the carrot sticking out of here? Zoom in on Marco. That's to kill the T-Rex in your neighbor's house a block away. Damn right. I don't right. know about T-Rex, but that freaking dog is annoying, constantly barking. I think <laughs> like a yeah, doing bro. like a spec up with the, with the suppressed AK. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go to listener questions now. And again, remind remind them, Andrew, what our giveaways are today. We got some uh, mag packs, uh, thirty round U.S. Palm mag with the Cobra logo, and a uh, MFT thirty round AR mag with the GI Joe logo. Those are going out to listeners. We got uh, MFT dump tray with the Talking Lead AK Corner logo, similar to what's on this mag, and a Century Arms logo on it. And then we got a Seal one clean pack for some of those AR guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. So going through the comments here, I'm just going to sort them by newest first. Tongue for twisting. Anyone who says AR, anyone whom says AR knows deep down inside they would cheat with an AK. Ha ha. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Ton Jones, AK exclamation point. AR is great for punching holes and wounding, but for making proper meat jelly, I will always stick with the AK. Ton's just full of them tonight, isn't he? <laughs> always is. Glotru, AK, simplicity and Sim 62 by 39 is more fun. Is a more fun caliber to shoot. ARs chambered in Sim 62 by 39 are disgusting. And yes, that includes the CMMG. There you go. AK all the way, baby. This is B Hurst. And I think B Hurst is on here. Yeah, he's on the live too. So uh welcome in B Hurst. It's Brandon Hurst. Uh AK all the way, baby. Reliability through the roof. 30 cal versus 22. If she can't shoot still, she doesn't deserve brass. Penetration versus not a lot. 
Let's go Team AK. And you can bulp up an AK easily. Don't think that's an AR thing. I think he threw that in there for you, Marco. <laughs> Maybe threw sorry. it in there for me. <laughs> Marco just threw up in his mouth a little bit. It's okay. Marco hates bullpups. Andrew hates bullpups too. Let me go on record. <laughs> All I got to uh, say is that you I guys just back. do whatever that you do with your bullpup and then do it prone. Chad, Chad's a little torn right now. <laughs> I mean, if you like shitty triggers, you like shitty triggers. There's no way around it. <laughs> None of my bullpups have bad triggers at all. But Isom 87, yet rifle is fine. Team Kalashnikov. Pillow pants. In theory, would you run a subsonic 762 by 39 AK build or a 300 blackout AR build? I asked because I just put together 11 and a half inch build with the sure shot, slim chassis, rifle dynamics, 11 and a half barrel, Occam defense, adjustable front sight gas block, and it's probably the best AK I've been behind thus far. Would be nice to hear what the AR guys and AK guys have to say about 760 by 39 round stacked up against the 300 blackout. On paper, they seem very close. Anybody want to quickly address that? 762 is just simply fires longer, delivers harder compared to 300 blackout. And of course, if you want an ultimate round, that's this one right here. Nine by 39. Nine by 39. <laughs> just because I'm a dick. <laughs> Pacific Northwesterner. AK. All, that entire container of that 9 by 39 that came in the United States that one time. <laughs> well, he knows uh, person. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead, Marty. Uh, did anybody else have anything about the 300 blackout? You want to say anything else? No? No. Nick? Nick Next question. Pacific Northwesterner, AK, because it has soul. But I have a question. What past or present AR, AK, hybrid? I don't even, I'm not even going to read the rest of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> John Adams the third. Got to go with a team AK. My ODS Occam Defense Solutions is my go-to gun. It's simple, rugged, and uses a round that's legal to hunt deer in every state. Two two three is a prairie dog caliber. Nikolai Nikolai Ablanap. Since you guys give your rifle a female name, let's look at it from the perspective of choosing a woman. Even President Trump chose a Yugo. Team AK, exclamation point. It's <laughs> fair point. That's a solid one. Oh, here's, here's a question. Um, do you guys name your, your guns? If you were going to name your, your AK or your AR female name, what would you name it? If you had to, if, if somebody had a gun up to your head right now and said, I want you to Charlene. Name okay. <laughs> Charlene. Nick, go, y'all go through and y'all go through I, and I, I used to make jokes that uh, my rifle was called, was named Katrina, and then like <laughs> two years later, Hurricane Katrina hit. Katrina. <laughs> I was like, "See, it's devastating." Garth, no Katrina. I don't know. I've never even thought about it, honestly. Man, I, I, I don't name guns. Guns, Garth, are guns are name great. a gun I, right now. Name a gun. Jolene. All right, Andrew, name a gun. Maria. 
Not Morgan? Come on, son. Oh, man, it's like I'd call my my gun my you, wife. You dug that? Why you're not married, Marty? <laughs> Why well, I have a lot of guns, Marco. I'm a, I'm a gun. I'm a firearm professional. I don't do that kind of shit. Name it. Name a gun nope. quickly. Nope. You're gonna get shot. They're gonna shoot okay, your. I guess. Gonna shoot your wife. Name a gun. You wonder how we keep warm in Russia? <laughs> I can guess. We play chess. <laughs> I guess wrong. <laughs> Chad. Name a gun. Uh, how about um? How about Beavis? Every time it jams, I can be like, "Damn it, Beavis." <laughs> I like it. I like it. I approve. Corey Brown, Team AR, because I am a capitalist and not a communist. LOL. You can literally have whatever you want in the AR platform. Then there's the AK guys saying the catchy phrase "net rifle is fine," all because the communist thumb of oppression doesn't allow the people to have a free market. In reality, I don't care what gun you have as long as you have one. I mean, this but guy you can always get a century arms, dude. All American in AK. The Russia hasn't been communist for like over thirty years, right? They're socialist. No, all I right. guess it's just people remember. Lights out, Oki Coyotes. Given the AK design, is it better suited for crappy conditions in combat? It's loose, runs with or without lube, isn't really finicky. Having asked that, I'm an AR guy, but dang, I want an AK. Good I know time to get an AK. Get some Polish, Polish AKs. Centuryarms.com. Go check it out. Yeah, we got all kinds of them. <laughs> I knew I was outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want uh, a Pioneer, feel free. They make a good rifle as well. FPS Murdoch, Team AK AR owners are always like 60% of the time. My rifle works every time, LOL. Draco. 50% of the time, every time. Draco M-A-Y-N-E Mike. Um, AK. Gerald Link, the AK platform is better due to the fact there is more tolerance to the parts. Therefore, it is easier to operate in most extreme conditions, unlike the AR, which is very picky in all aspects of operating areas. I have seen the problems firsthand with jamming and double feeding, <laughs> even in range or training area events. So they do have loose, looser tolerances, but that's by design, right, Marco? Well, like I said, it's reference to the ham sandwich discussion. Uh, I mean, will you take a stop cover and, and look inside? Everything is spaced out. Like uh, uh, I guess. I wish Nick I had that video handy. Somebody pull that video up. Let's watch it. That's Nick awesome. was mentioning the casing going back behind, and um, it would still it would uh, jam the the uh, smash that casing flat almost and continue to fire. So it just there's plenty of uh, plenty of room spaced out. I mean, you're talking with you know in my reference to to my visit with kalashnikov with mikhail when he was saying with his you know he had that distinct voice like eh, you know it was like the rival has to dance you know he's you know, like supposed to dance <laughs> meaning like i've never yeah. heard him talk oh you never heard him talk no is this the the meat sandwich there's a lot of videos but this is definitely a good one 
Yeah. So this is the Carnicon we were talking about earlier, and you can still find them on YouTube. That's our buddy these Dugan are, Ashley. These are gold. Is I it Dugan mean, Ashley or Ashley Dugan? Dugan yeah. Ashley. Is he still doing the videos or no? No. no. He's done. No. He stopped years ago. Yeah. It's too bad. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Others oh, are the best. His were the best. Yeah, this one and his nine millimeter verse forty five are his best two videos, I think. I think his sniper video is the best one ever. That's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> we got seven six six by thirty nine wins every time. Every time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's putting dirt in the air. What's this? <laughs> 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 he just throws the AR. Uh, here's the sandwich. AK-47. <laughs> I think he just spilled ice cream. Potato yeah, salad or ice cream. Now he's got. Now what? He's going to put more in there. Oh yeah. There's peanut, peanut butter. butter. You got peanut butter in there. <laughs> That's just like lube. Here's the sandwich. <laughs> Gold. Now I'm just hungry. Gold. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had supper yet, so I'm hungry now. Whiskey River Beef, farm to table with a twist. Come along with us on a quest towards achieving self-sufficiency in food production and fostering a robust local food source to promote good health. Stock up with premium Tennessee beef, unparalleled in flavor and tenderness. You can be confident that you're receiving beef with no added growth hormones or implants. Always pasture-raised, locally USDA-processed, and shipped straight to your home. Whiskey River Beef is grass and whiskey mash-fed and finished, and is at least 14 days dry-aged to enhance the tenderness and give you the most robust flavor imaginable. Go to WhiskeyRiverBeef.com today to order. Visit us on Instagram at WhiskeyRiverLife and on Facebook at WhiskeyRiverBeefLLC. Whiskey River Beef is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. AK right, keep, that, keep that playing. I'm going to read these. So Ernie Roach, 21, definitely Team AK. And for me, it's pretty simple why. Most of the guys I shoot with have ARs, and some are damn nice, so I have a good variety to pick from. If you put my basic M70 on the table next to literally any of my friend's ARs and a stack of both 5.56 and 7.62 and told me – to have at it, I'm shooting every gun and all the ammo, but that 7.62 would be gone first before he touches any of the other stuff. Uh, goes on, building an AR, huge selection. I was never going to own an AR before my first AK. So there you go. Are there any questions or no? Uh, well, I think a lot of them is just uh, they're all kind of peppered in here. I got a question. I got a question. Um. <laughs> it'll come back to me i'm typically an ak guy. flood munitions i'm typically an ak guy but i'm gonna argue ar this round because i'm different he's just being stubborn and for those who don't know flood munitions that's evan floodman he does our uh, social media and and our uh, pictures and videos when we're at the shows and he has been nominated for a gundy's award just like paul has and paul's left the building yeah no, i'm not gonna guys, vote for you guys go to the gundy's and vote for paul Student of the Gun, he's in two categories. And Evan, who's uh, best picture 
I think best picture of the year. So go and vote for Evan. Of the not after year. that comment. Huh? I said not after that comment. <laughs> after that comment. Go Kalashnikov, the Spartan Ranger, Mustang Perry, Tim AK to shake it up a bit. I want to hear each team argue against their chosen firearms. I think you've kind of done that a little bit. Uh, everybody's kind of kind of flip-flopped. Let's up Nick and, and Garth. They've stayed true to Team AR. Oh, I've made comments about uh, them being solid. That's true. I, you did. I will you did. say somebody made a question earlier, and they were talking about a hybrid. And uh, we have been very happy with one hybrid that we were testing out. And then uh, actually Garth liked it so much, he, he bought one like with his own monies. Uh, the Jackal, which is a long, sh long stroke piston. It's right here. So if you pop it open. A PSA? PSA. Yep, it's a PSA, and it is a long stroke piston AR. So it has all of the controls of an AR, but it has the long stroke piston operating system of the AK and uh, shoots like a dream. Like those things yeah. are actually pretty rad. It's it's not too shabby. Yeah, I've, I've seen them. I was always curious as to how those things ran. But is it as cool as a Chinese spiker? It's just not. <laughs> It's just not. Hey, it, don't make Marco go to his safe. Is that one of these? Andrew, the last thing I saw with the Chinese spike on it was a single shot eight or SKS. <laughs> Probably made uh, in Russia. <laughs> hey, now some of those SKSs, like the old Tula hex receivers and stuff like that, were actually really cool. Oh, man, I've got some Chinese SKSs that'll blow your mind. They shoot real good. Some of them were great, some of them were shit. It, the the is the truth is that SKS is like a freaking um, Swiss car or something. I mean Swiss watch. <laughs> the Swiss don't make any cars, I guess. <laughs> but it's like a Zinger sewing uh, sewing machine. I mean, it really is a machine that just a mechanical clicking and stuff, just pulling the bolt back and whatnot with tilting. A bolt, you know, charging handle with the tilting bolt and everything making noise is just awesome. My father actually wind up serving with one for uh, last year of his service, and he called it a machine, just machine. It was and, the machine, uh, right? And uh, so <laughs> problem. Thank you, Chad. I was thinking the same thing. Of course, our, you were. Our, our problem with the SKS was it was dead on arrival. You know, like so, the M1A. Yeah, tongue, tongue for twisting. Um, he's kind of echoing Andrews. How many years has it been since you cleaned that one? He says, hasn't cleaned his Zastava in 10 years. I haven't cleaned any of my AKs except for I got five or six that are worth a shit ton of money. Those are the only ones I ever clean, but I still shoot them. I just clean them afterwards. Well, you didn't fill up your bathtub with Ballastol. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even own Ballastol. <laughs> I got I got Mobile One axle grease and probably some brake cleaner somewhere. <laughs> and 50, 50 gallon drum of diesel fuel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then our our live audience here. We still got some people live here. They're leaving comments. Uh, Morgan, today I didn't even have to use my AK. I gotta say it was a good day. <laughs> 
I don't know. I like using my AK. It's the opposite. I'm, I'm always sad when I don't get to use it. <laughs> You're sad when you don't get to? I, I know that was from the poet Ice Cube, but... Uh... EJ... Sure the poet laureate of something one day. EJ Bogner, somebody's wife going to hear them screaming out women's names. Explain this later, y'all. That's when I was asking y'all to name your AKs. Rosecki says Lucille. That's stealing from The Walking Dead. Come on, Jacob. The original son. Like uh, all these AK guys should be doing like Svetlana and Natalia and Tatiana and Irina. Ivana. I'm Ivana a lot. Bertha. <laughs> Ivana shoot a lot. On the top. Right. Now you're getting into James Bond movies. Oh, here's a fact. Here's a fun AK fact. The very first video game to feature an AK was Goldeneye. Useless information. Oh, by the way, when we were talking about the favorite flicks, uh, you know, movies, uh, Goldeneye was a legitimate contender in the yeah. AKSU scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. And too. all those AKMs with the, the 74 compensators that they tried to pass on for 74s. <laughs> you know, as I, I did say, I have an AK and it is a uh, it is an 11 and a half inch. And it has a name. I guess I forgot about that. It's the only gun I have a name for because it's the Malasuka. <laughs> hey, you bring up a good a good point, actually. So if we are running SBRs uh, and we're talking ballistics at that point, got to go AK. Yeah, the Kalashnikov was saying in our conversation, he was saying how he was anti-505. He thought that 7.62 had more potential that was not fully explored. But then he started talking about AKSU, and his eyes light up. I mean, he really liked that gun and was telling me how they were testing um, uh, uh, the AKSU guns on uh, year-old year uh, hogs at 365 meters and putting them down. Like... the something that i remember from the conversation nice let's see jerry black my ak is my go-to my ods can handle the torture and is as accurate as my ars if not more with seal one cleaning is amazingly easy uh you know i mean i don't clean it after every use it will be ready for action next time i pick it up um true that uh not a lot of questions here so let's just let's go through let's start, let's pick our winners now let's pick some winners so let's just start off with a seal one and for the seal one we'll do it from the instagram comments and i want you guys we're just going to do it random we're going to pick a number between one and 30 and let's let garth pick 27. Damn it. You're going to make me count all the way down to 27. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like two. was waiting for that opportunity to do I it. I guess I'll just go to the bottom and then count up three. How about that? I'll just do that. <laughs> More than one way to scan a rabbit. Let's see. One. That would be B. Hurst. Brandon Hurst, which is also on our live. So there you go, Brandon. You have won the seal EJ one. Says, huh? EJ says, I'm going to go get ready to go feed the AK a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then <laughs> once it gets too hot, a nice glass of milk. 
and it's I still going to video that. DJ, video that and send it to us. I want to see that shit. Absolutely. All right, so now we're going to go to the um, the live listeners here. We're going to do the dump tray, and I want. Um, Let's do Marco. You picked the dump tray winner. Um, very been- first comment. Remember, we all chuckled about it. Uh, the, well, the very, very first, first comment one. is Thomas Teeth. It says, "Sup, peeps." Oh. No, 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 I think that was the Vince with the the Vince. AR. be made. For, yeah, four children and buy children. Yep. Yeah. That's it right there. Just remember the AR. Okay, so what's his name, Vince? Vince H. Vince, Vince H. H. Okay, Vince H. Yes. So all of our winners, you email me, talkinglet at gmail.com. Going to need your mailing address, contact info. Uh, put your shirt size in there just in case. Um, you never know what extras they might throw in there. So I'm a barbecue sexy size, just for reference. Thanks. And tell me what you want in the email. Don't just say I won. Because I'm not going to go back and listen. You tell me what you won, or you're not going to get anything. So, um, He's mean. Hey, Marty, hey. Marco, Chad, Nick, Garth, and Andrew. I got to go. Before oh, you man. go, Paul Markle, student of the gun, make sure you go check his new book out, How to Shoot Better Than a Navy SEAL. You can get this on Amazon. You can go to student of the gun and get this. Are there any discount codes for this, Paul? Nope, there's no discount code for it. Okay. You can get Amazon or you can get it at shopsotg.com. Paul, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you, brother. Thank, Thank you. you. Later, man. Right, Paul, nice Thank seeing you, you again. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye. We'll see. Uh, so now we're to the, the mag giveaways. The, the Cobra and G.I. Joe U.S. Palm AK mags. I wish we had them here. We just didn't have time to get them printed and and shipped. Is this and a good opportunity to point out the fact that uh, AR AR just left the building? One AR. Oh, no, I'm still One here. AR left the building. One <laughs> AR down. One he AR was down. Our ringer in it. He was we did tell all of us gone. Uh, Marty, I want to give uh, one set of those mags to this EJ guy because he has been participating on the live the whole time. Nice. Love it. Love it. EJ Tom Jones, he he had like three comments too. Tons, tons of comments are great. Tons, tons gonna get some anyway. So, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, thank you though, Ton, for participating. We appreciate participating. So, EJ Bogner, I think that's tongue for twisting. I think that's the same guy, yes, sir. Um, email me, you know, the routine. And I think it was you who emailed me that you won something, but you didn't tell me what it was. So, you might want to go check that. EJ. Um, but yes, you win the mag. So congratulations. Uh, when those are ready, I don't know how long it'll be, but you know, in the next like three to five weeks, if you don't get them, let me know. Uh, all right. So that came from our live listener. So let's go to our, our, uh, Instagram. So pick a number again. It can't be somebody's already won. Of course, we will know that until I do it. Seven. Yeah. All right. I hit the wrong button. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, 
I don't even know. G-R-U-B-N-R-O-H-T underscore. Grubnerot? I don't know. If you're not American, you can't win. If you're not in America. <laughs> I mean, if you're not in America. <laughs> well, wait, what's that? What's I'm that part, again? G-R-U what? G Grub N-R-O-H-T. G-R-U-B-N-R-O-H-T underscore. He's got a truck or something as his. Looks like he's into older cars and stuff. So, oh, cool. Um, Corky Thornburg is his name. Corky, I like that. Corky Thor Thornburg. Wasn't that the kid in the facts of life? You're welcome, Corky. Corky. Thorn or there's <laughs> another one that's called Corky Sinclair. In the I don't facts know if life. you guys get that reference. I don't think I get that. So there's our winners. Email me, talkingland.gmail.com. Tell me what you won. And uh, if you're in a state where you can't accept these magazines, 30-round magazines, then uh, sorry, you don't win. We'll get you an alternate prize. And uh, we'll call out another winner for them. But that's it. There you go, everybody. AK versus AR round three. Uh, this was a much more impassioned battle than our last two episodes. I got to say, there was a for those people that those people in those, yeah. If those people, any of those people are in states where they can't get those those magazines, uh, we're gonna send them a pre a pre filled ballot in lieu of magazines. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid. Yeah, Marty. Usually on this on this cast, it's just. Like us basically making fun of each other for two hours. So we actually talked about happened. real things this time. It was pretty, pretty refreshing. I don't Normally know. insulting each other. Well, someone lit a fire I, under Marco's ass. Marco. So, oh, yeah, I blame Marco 100%. 100% blame Marco. I, Marco. I have to apologize. I apologize profusely. I'm not good for this type of things because I get too you freaking competitive. What do you Why, man? It, it was great conversation. I, I learned quite a bit about the AK that I didn't care to know before I came on to the show. So <laughs> Good. Go back to our past episodes, Garth, and you're going to learn a whole lot more. <laughs> Marco's our MVP over here. What are you talking about? Oh, he is. He's great. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> he did. He nailed it. Big thanks to Century Arms. Thank you guys for uh, making this episode possible and going out with a bang with the awesome mags, Mission First Tactical. Uh, same thing. Thank you, guys. Um, if you... If you didn't win the mags and you want the mags, and I'll post them when they're ready and I get them so you can actually see the, the finished products, uh, get in touch with me um, via like Insta message on the grams or email me, talkingletgmail.com. Uh, and when these come in, I'll let you know how we can arrange getting you some of these mags. And they're they're in sets. They come in sets. So you can't just get an AR, get an AK. You got to get you got to get them both. That's how they're going to come. Uh, and then everybody on here, everybody on the panel today is going to get a set. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. And love it. Go, and show, go and show Century Arms some love. Chad, the new brand manager there at Century Arms. Chad, tell them about all the, the things you guys got coming up, the um, social medias and all that, where they can go. Yeah, just keep following our social media at uh, Century Arms and Candy QSA. Go to the websites, too, and check them out. There you go. You go oh. to the website. There's links to all that on there. Yeah. Uh, so Garth, 
You should get your canics to show Chad. Okay, give me a second. Run, run do that yeah. while we're wrapping up here. So, uh, big thanks to Mission First Tactical. Go to missionfirsttactical.com. Uh, they've got the holsters. They've got the AR mags. They got the AR10 mags. Um, you can get custom anything custom printed on the the AR mags there that you want. They just do the AK mags for us. You can't get the the AK mags there. So. Uh, they're AR accessories for you AR guys, and they've got AK grips that are awesome. I've switched out just about all my grips to their Mission First Tactical. Um, here it is right here. I got one. Uh, their grips. Love their grips. So go check them out. Are they rubberized? Uh, no, they're hard. They're hard. Hard rubber. Textured. Uh, use the code LEADHEAD. Get 20% off at Mission First Tactical. Seal1.com, Seal1 and done for all your gun cleaning, lubrication, and corrosion because you those AKs get a little corrosion. It's going to protect them from the corrosion as well. Um, the Seal1 works perfect for those. Uh, use the code LEADHEAD, get 25% off at Seal1. And we don't have a, we don't have a discount code for Century yet. Chad, maybe you get one set up for the, the pro shop there yeah, for T-shirts and hats because you guys have awesome apparel. You got awesome shirts and hats and all kinds of cool stuff when Adam's well, not We have some great stuff. We just have to work on um, the uh, shipping of those materials. Okay. All right. <laughs> we've, we've got we're, a, we're, we're in the midst of opening a new facility, so things are up in the air right now. Yeah. A lot of a lot of changes happening. A lot of a lot of transitions going on, and yeah, all that stuff's being thought you know, thought out. So we'll get okay. there. All right, and then for our AK corner logo to apparel, our our leddies, you got a leddy there too, don't you, Andrew? You know I got my leddy, baby. You got your AK corner. You got your regular. That's the old school leddy. Uh, Still good, baby. Some people are just luckier than others. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Have you not got one of these yet? Mark, you I have. No. Yeah, I'd like to get one of those. Oh. I thought I seen you. I'll see you. Marty, sounds like you need to be sending some people some swag, buddy. Christmas is coming up. Um, factory 47 F A K T O R Y 47. Use the code Leadhead, get 10% off there. Uh, and that does it. That's it for this episode, guys. Uh, do you want to show your canics? You'll show off your canics real quick. I can do that, real man. Look at that. Look at the pair. Oh, oh, baby. oh baby, and nice. You bet. Wait till you see the new one, Garth. Wait till you see the new one. There's a new one. Oh, oh no. you're gonna shit your britches, buddy! It's fantastic. Is it a Magnum right. PI? Tell me, it's Magnum PI. There's two it's new not ones. Magnum PI. Oh, Magnum. just oh, very I soon, feel buddy. so powerful right now. You should. <laughs> All right, there's two new ones. Well, there's only one show? new signature series. All right, I'm in. Shot show release. Yeah, there Ooh, is. A can't shot, wait. There's a shot show reveal as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. baby, well it's we'll be here. Garth oh, shot yes. the Miami Day this summer and had to buy them both. Yeah, because what's, what's a pair of guns without one? Exactly. Uh, that's it. Dude, we're going to sign off. We'll talk this shit after. Uh, Marco, all right. thank you well, all wait. season long for, for tuning in and, and helping um, you know educate the uneducated here on the Talking Lead podcast. And the thing that we talked about last episode about the, the ultimate Marco experience is still on the table. We're still trying to iron everything out. I, I did get several people say they're interested in that, Marco. So if you're interested in the ultimate Marco experience, go back to the previous episode, listen to that, email me your interest, 
and we got a couple other things that we're working on for next year too. So I want to hear. Now from we you got later. the RPG too. Oh, now oh, we got man. an RPG to shoot. That's <laughs> but crazy. The price I just, just want to say I want to say something. I really enjoyed this year, um, and uh, in particular, I enjoyed this uh, episode, which the first time I've been on as far as AK versus AR, and I appreciate the worthy adversaries, especially Nick with his passion for the his favorite rifle. And uh, Marty, that's uh, the genius thing you're doing, providing a platform <laughs> for well, all these great people who come in and uh, and argue the the point that will never be argued to the, its finality. Oh, so no. it's just like the infinity thing. It is infinity. So, but I, like I said, uh, you know, treat it as a tool in your toolbox. It doesn't have to be a gun specific. And uh, just don't forget that one of them is a red-headed stepchild. <laughs> so Andre Andre Delu sums it up perfect and he said you know Andre he says excellent lineup I have had this discussion with Marco and there's no winning it's like picking between a gorgeous blonde who owns a liquor store or a gorgeous redhead who owns a gun store you kind of <laughs> want both at the same time <laughs> yep uh, say hi to uh, Andre hi to yeah. him. I guess I'll see him at the shot Oh, I'm sure you will. And I'll see all the sentry guys at the shop. Yeah. And us. What? Anywho, that does it for the season five of Talking Let AK Corner. Make sure you tune in next year for season six. It's going to be even better, even bigger, and even bolder. Are we going to do 45 versus 9 millimeter? We might. Never <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what, what about 40 versus 10? <laughs> 10 wins every time. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> See you guys. Let's end this thing.